They talking all of this madness, talking all of this madness, talking all of this madness. They talking all of they talking all of they talking all of this madness. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Matt Madness Wrestling Podcast. I am your host, Ron Pashery. I am here once again with my good friends, Preptagon Jr., Josh Aguina. What's up, Pash? Welcome. I am here with Mr. Wednesday Night Live, Alo Aaron Lloyd. Are you still hailing from Bangor, Maine? Have we abandoned that mission? Boat's gone. <laughs> so Bangor, Maine, you're out. You've lost your chance. Now you can't listen to the podcast. Um, I guess basically we're going to be previewing Money in the Bank coming up this Sunday, Father's Day, unfortunately. As uh, <laughs> yeah, only because we can't hang out. Kind of, yeah, kind of threw a monkey wrench into some plans, but uh, Money in the Bank. Typically a relatively fun pay-per-view. Uh, before I get into that, I just want to mention one thing. Ronnie versus the World, two weeks ago, the inaugural edition, I mentioned that I want to start paying more attention to non-WWE product. Because it seems like those fans are having a lot more fun than people who just watch WWE. Uh, it's, I started to feel like I think I'm missing out on something. I'm stuck just watching Raw every week, and these guys are having fun watching everything they watch. So, haven't had the most time. NBA Finals going on. I'm a huge basketball fan. I did cut out an hour to watch Kenny Omega versus Okada Part 2. Just want to say it was a an incredible match. I don't think that anyone has overrated it at all. I think it was great. I think anyone who watches it will enjoy it. Uh, I don't want to talk too much about it because I know neither one of you have seen it. I will just say do yourselves a favor and watch it. I'm kind of on the fence as to which match I liked better, but I will save that for when I know you guys have both seen it. But I will say the little bit of non-WWE wrestling I've watched in the last two weeks was well worth the time invested. So Ronnie versus the world is paying off already. Uh, That being said, we have... The SmackDown before Money in the Bank. We got notice that John Cena will be back on the 4th of July show, of course. The free agent. The free agent John Cena. The free agent John Cena. Um, Main event, I assume, is going to be Jinder Mahal against Randy Orton. I'm going to start off with my Ronnie versus the world early this week because this is the thing that really has gotten under my skin. WWE give them credit, took a chance with Jinder Mahal. They probably knew a big section of their fan base was not going to be happy, and clearly there is a big section of the fan base that is not happy. Uh, I believe all three of us were on board with this, knowing the thinking that went into it, the upside that could come out of it. And basically all they do is have Jinder Mahal come out and cut the same exact promo every single week. Yep. Mm-hmm. They've given us nothing new. They haven't developed him at all. They're just banking on he can go out and and say the same thing and we'll get USA chance and that's what we want. That's not entertaining. That's not interesting. You're not paying off this thing that you invested in. Why are you doing that? Why are you not putting your best foot forward? Why do you have a creative writing team if you're not going to do anything creative? Jinder Mahal, I th- not that he would have been a huge star, But this could have been something that got a lot of attention for a couple months. And I feel like already the people who are on board with it are probably tired of it. Uh, 
I don't understand why they're doing it. I, I saw rumors, I don't know if there's any truth, that there's talks that maybe Goldberg's going to come back. I don't know if it's true. Bill, stay away. <laughs> WWE, keep Bill away. Bill did not really help ratings at all. They're in the same exact spot they were now as they were a year ago, before he ever came back. Ratings may have gone up by like a couple hundred thousand people each week he was on, but ultimately you did not get anybody to buy into your product. Make the product that you put on every week better, and then the people who watch will not hate it, and then people who stopped watching may come back. Or young kids may hop on and stick around for a while. You're putting yourself in a position where... Nobody really wants to, to keep watching you. It's a struggle to get through Monday Night Raw every week. Not that this is Monday Night Raw, but I feel like this is a squandered opportunity. I feel like they should have done something different. They should have done something better with this. That is Ronnie versus the world. <laughs> with that being said, Jinder Mahal and Randy Orton, how to prep? How do you feel about this storyline? I just here's what I think. I just I agree with you. It's too formulaic. You come out, you get, you got a new rug. Big deal. Come on, man. Magic carpet. Like, I'm sorry. I think I blame Randy Orton because I think after this next match, when he loses, he's just going to, you know, take some time off. He's yeah. got a family, you know. It's summertime. might want to go on vacation. <laughs> so I think after that, he'll finally be done. God knows what's going to happen with Jinder Mahal. Cena's coming back. We'll go into what we think he's going to do later. But gender, he's going to be the champion until SummerSlam. You think so? I do. Alo, your thoughts? Well, we said after Backlash, like, well, even the night of Backlash, he was was presented well. Like, he came with the limo, they Mm -hmm. get the magic carpet, they changed the entrance (laughs) up a little bit. So, like, he's been presented, like, well, but they haven't booked him or written him properly. Now we'll get the right and we get back at the raw. That's a whole other mess. <laughs> but um, he's still not important. Like I think as a single competitor, I think he's like the eighth or tenth most important guy on the show. He's your WWE champion. Yeah. Because everybody in the Money in the Bank ladder match is important, more important than him. Randy Orton's more important than him, and that's at eight right there. He's not important at all, and I don't care. There's no reason to. Hate Jinder Mahal, other than the fact that he's WWE champion, and then people, the internet just hates him. There's no reason to care. That's a, this is the first time him and Randy been face to face since Backlash, I believe. So there's actually no reason to care about this match at all. I'll always pop for RKO out of nowhere, but there's no reason to care. Yeah. What did you think about the segment? It didn't do anything. Cause why do I hate him? I'm but with you. The le- he's going to talk to let to Cowboy Bob in the front row. Oh, God. Yeah, that's what we need. Maybe he could dive on Cowboy Bob. <laughs> <laughs> like, Randy Orton, like, his, his promo after that the segment, it was fine because he actually looked like he wanted to be there. I said last month at Backlash in the match, he looked like he wanted to be there. He actually put him over. And that may be, hopefully we get that again because I said the match wasn't even bad. At backlash, so maybe we'll get a, maybe we'll get a better match or the same same match. I said the match wasn't bad, but I just don't care because Jinder Mahal's the eighth most important guy on your on on SmackDown. He's your champion, yeah. which makes no sense to me. And I don't hate him for what you you done nothing to Randy Orton. <laughs> you haven't touched him. Yeah. My, so there was one aside from the rant. I had one nitpick about this. I feel like Randy shouldn't have been in ring gear. 
Like, I feel like maybe he should have been, like, jeans with, like, a hood or something like that. Like, something about him being in his ring gear was like, why? I just, I don't know. Something about that. I was like, it would have looked better visually if you were just, like, in clothes. You know, Orton doesn't care. He was probably like, I'm just going to get dressed because I know I'm in the dark main event. (laughs) (laughs) There's your answer. Yeah. Even still, I I feel like that, that was my nitpick. I don't know if there's anything else anybody else even wants to say about this. Look, I like gender. I just want to put that out there. Mm-hmm. But WWE needs to do something else. Yeah, like, and my criticism is not with him at all because is he the best in-ring worker? No, but like I always say, not everybody's going to be Sami Zayn. Exactly. It would be boring if everybody was. Um, but, yeah, just have him come out and do, do or say something different. <laughs> it just can't be the same thing every week. It just doesn't work. Going to say it in Pujambi. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, okay, you do that every week, too. Uh, I guess, do you want to give predictions, Prep? Gender. Halo? Gender, but I'm interested to see where he goes after this. Because I mentioned JBL last week about how he would beat everybody. I wonder who they're going to put gender against next. Yeah. Because you want people to really hate him, mm. put him against Nakamura. Right. And have him beat Nakamura. I know him and Nakamura face each other on house shows. Or Sammy. Really? Yeah. So, like, have him beat somebody they actually really care about and want to see in that spotlight. Yeah. I, I get behind that. Uh, I'm saying gender for the sole reason I do not need any more of Randy Orton. <laughs> I had my fill of Randy Orton when he was talking about diving. <laughs> Don't need any more of it, so I'm going with Jinder Mahal. Uh, Money in the Bank ladder match. AJ Styles versus Sami Zayn versus Shinsuke Nakamura versus Baron Corbin versus Kevin Owens versus Dolph Ziggler. Uh, we had the six-man tag, the faces versus the heels of everyone in the match. First thought, annoying Sami was back with a vengeance. Yes! <laughs> <laughs> so good. So you're a fan of annoying Sami. I love annoying Sami because... Like, he's just so real. <laughs> like, so real. Do you Especially like more after... him or more the way it annoys the crap out of everybody else? Yes, like, ever since the table for three with mm-hmm. Cesaro, it, it was like... Was it Bo Dallas? No, Cesaro, no, Cesaro Owens, and Owens, and Ambrose. Oh, yeah. When they're talking about Sammy, like, oh, look at this food. This yeah. food's so good, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> like... Now when he comes out in these segments, I, all I can think about is like Kevin Owens probably like wanting to rip his head off. Yeah. Like, <laughs> uh, the the two standout things for me in this was one that he said he had, he wanted to go stretch. I don't know why that was funny to me, but it was I'm gonna go stretch. And then when he walks away, Shinsuke is saying I like him. <laughs> and then AJ's response, of course you do. Uh, I thought that the look on on Shinsuke's face when he Perfect. said he liked him was awesome. <laughs> Uh, the promo for the heels was great too, with them all basically just saying how much they don't like each other, and Owens being the weasel that he is, trying to get them to all it's be the on best the same one. page. Uh, Owens is so good, oh, God. so good. Yeah, he got something out of those other two guys. Yeah, because Corbin, he's so like robotic mm-hmm. in his delivery, but then like you hear Owens and like it made up for Corbin not being able to speak too well. Like I don't like you. Like come on. Relax, yeah. Corbin. <laughs> it's like he's trying to show emotion while he's sitting at like his ninth grade desk, like reading a page. Yeah, because he can like we all know you're really a dick, Corbin. Just mm-hmm. be yourself. Like you don't have to act. Mm-hmm. Just be yourself. <laughs> yeah, it's so forced. So 
So, Alo, which one did you enjoy more? Oh, Sammy. The baby phase. So, Sammy, <laughs> Sammy, Sammy, Sammy will always take the KO on this, on this, on this round. Yeah, because KO is like he's just he's trying to get the heels on everybody on his side. Sammy yeah. Zayn just plain annoying. And you never know what's going to come out of his mouth. He is fantastic. <laughs> what about the disgust when Kevin Owens had to say AJ Styles? Yeah. Like, no, AJ Styles. Nakamura, <laughs> Nakamura's face with his mouthpiece and the way his mouth was yeah. up. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah, and then what did you guys think of the actual match? It's just one of those matches, like a cluster before, mm-hmm. you know, a Money in the Bank match. Yeah. Halo. Same. It was it was fun. I like. I th- I'm glad that Sami Zayn got the upper hand on Baron Corbin, and everybody got a chance to like get their shtick in mm-hmm. before Money in the Bank, and you got Nakamura standing tall at the end. Yeah, I liked that the heels all turned on each other. I liked that Corbin took out uh, Ziggler and Owens. But then of course Shinsuke comes out on top. And was I the only one who felt like he did not look comfortable climbing that ladder? He looked strange with the briefcase in his hand. Yeah, well, he got towards the top, and he started to reach, and I was like, I am not afraid of a lot of things. I am petrified of heights. And I have a hard time climbing past, like, the third or fourth rung of a ladder. Really? Before my legs get shaky. I don't know why, but I have a really hard time. And the higher I get onto the ladder where it's not in front of me, like, when my the higher my body is above the ladder, I get really uncomfortable. And I have to be holding on to, like, something to stabilize myself. It looked like when he reached up for the ladder, I felt like, oh, my God, he feels like I feel on a ladder. <laughs> and if you noticed, he grabbed the ladder, he took another step up, and then grabbed the wire to get the briefcase off because he couldn't just stand up there, which I'd never be able to do either. I'm curious how he's going to look climbing the ladder on Sunday. I mean, I may be wrong about that. I may be reading too much into it. But he did not look like he was a fan of being at the top of the ladder. Um, predictions on this and I kind of want to know who do you think is going to win and who do you want to win okay so I think it's going to be Baron Corbin but I want Kevin Owens to win ever since (laughs) Kevin Owens has been on the main roster I feel like he's the perfect guy to carry the money in the bank briefcase now I get that he's the US champ but that doesn't matter to me. I yeah. still want him to win this match. Halo? I'm going Barry Corbin, too. I, I kind of do want Sami Zayn to win, but they don't give him anything. So, But I, I, I don't mind if it's Baron Corbin or Sami Zayn due to the fact that they need it more than anybody else. The other guys don't need it because Shinsuke is a star. AJ is a yeah. star. Kevin Owens is the U.S. champion. He's going to be a star. So, And Dolph Ziggler, he's just there. So He's I'll, just the answer. Yeah, he's the answer. <laughs> <laughs> so... As long as as long as Baron Corbin same as they win, I think I'll be satisfied. Um. Yeah, I hate to do a clean sweep, uh, but yeah, there's it doesn't make too much sense for anybody else to win. Like AJ doesn't need it. Sammy's not going to get it, the, especially the fact that he won the match on Tuesday. Yeah, mm-hmm. he's not going to win on Sunday. Yeah, and Baron Corbin, he's. He was Sami Zayn beat him twice, and then he beat him, well actually three times now because he beat him at Backlash, and then the, the on SmackDown after that, and just this past week on SmackDown. Yeah, I would love to see Kevin Owens with it. As I mentioned on the show last week, you know I like for the person that's going to be most annoying with that briefcase to have it, and nobody would be more <laughs> annoying than Kevin Owens with it. But I just I feel like it's got to be Corbin. They were talking. There were reports months ago that post WrestleMania. 
Corbin was going to be getting this huge push. We have not seen it to this point. So if you're going to do it, why not now? So I kind of feel like that's who they're going to go with. Yeah, because he's number one in the better nods too. I don't know. I think Alo sold me on it. And it does make sense because everybody who's held the money in the... Who was the last loser? Sandow? Mm-hmm. Was that th- three or four years ago now? We have four. So... I mean, if Sammy does win it, he could be that guy. Like, he cashes in and loses. And loses, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I don't. I don't think they're going to give it to him. He's the lovable loser. Mm-hmm. As much as, like, it'd be a huge reaction if he did win. And I would love to see his reaction to, mm-hmm. win, to winning that briefcase and holding it. But I, I just don't see it. I wouldn't mind being surprised and being wrong about that. But I do not see it happening. Uh, women's Money in the Bank ladder match. We have... Who's even all in this thing? It's Natty, Carmella... Tamina. Tamina, Charlotte, Becky, That's and it. there's not a sixth. It's no. only the five? Okay. No. Um, James Ellsworth. James Ellsworth. <laughs> yeah, so we had Natty and Charlotte. A quick match, but I thought a good match. Yeah, it was good. What, what you'd expect from the two of them. <laughs> uh, what... Seeing that match takes me back to my famous quote for this week. She was begging little H. <laughs> so good. Yeah, I thought it was a good match. Um, we didn't really get anything else from anyone else in the match, really. No. I mean, we had Tamina had a match with Naomi. Carmella and Ellsworth were just watching on the monitor, right? Mm-hmm. Kind of weird that they didn't do something to build towards that. This week, I, it, it actually made me, not that it made me forget, because I'm obviously where it's on the card, but it's like, I was like, up here last week when they did the contract signing, and then came right back down this week when they didn't really do anything. So, I think it's a weird build to the Money in the Bank ladder match. Uh, how excited are the two of you to see this? I'm pretty pumped. I hope, I hope that they do a good job and... Like, I'm not sure, because I'm so scared for, like, Carmella. Like, she's so tiny. Like, I don't want those girls to get hurt. That's uh, why they don't do stuff like yeah. that. I just thought of something. What if Carmella is, they push the ladder, Carmella's at the top of the ladder. They push her off outside the ring. She falls the top of the ladder. From, so all the top of the ladder, from the ring to the outside, and Ellsworth catches her. Awesome. <laughs> I hope that they have thought about that. <laughs> Because that would be great. And that's when she finally, like, falls in love with him. <laughs> He's not in the friend zone no more. <laughs> oh, God, yeah. I love uh, Carmelsworth. It really is hysterical. And James Ellsworth, really, I cannot tip my cap enough to whoever came up with this idea for him because they really found the perfect role for him. He was perfect at Survivor Series. When all he did was come out and he grabbed Strowman's leg um, and then got thrown through the table. Just the idea of him coming face-to-face with the guy he had his first match with in WWE. So good. Awesome. Um, Him accusing Shane of mansplaining. (laughs) Yes, was awesome. (laughs) Uh, And I think he even said, did he say something on Twitter too about Tamina being in love with him or something like that? Uh, oh, you said, oh, he, he was on. picture, right? It was a picture with her arm around him saying, see, this is why you're in the friend zone. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I'm excited for it. I, prep like you, I'm nervous. Like, I don't know what, like, I don't know how far they're going to push the limits. I'm worried they're going to try to push them too far. Um, but I am excited for it because I think 
every one of these women deserves it. Um, Ayla, are you nervous? I think they do. Tamina? She's been there for a long time. And actually, I didn't dislike her match with Naomi on Tuesday. Really? That's yeah. because you just like to look at Naomi. <laughs> I do, but I thought that match was fine. <laughs> but yeah, are you nervous? Oh yeah, definitely. Because I don't know what they're going to do. Because I already know Charlotte's going to go all out. Like I said, I'm worried about Carmella the most because she's the smallest. Are you as terrified for this as I am for any time Enzo has a singles <laughs> match? <laughs> yes, because they're women. <laughs> gotta got protect, got protect, got protect the women. Yeah, I, uh, yeah, I'm excited and nervous. So, Alo, who is the inaugural Women's Money in the Bank ladder match? Who's, who's the first Mrs. Money in the Bank? It's hard because... You can never go wrong with Charlotte to do everything first. And I would think, but she went on SmackDown, so it's kind of hard to go that way. And then I was thinking, well, we'll get to the women's title in a minute. Carmella's number one in the better nods right now. I'm talking a lot about better nods in, these, in, this, yeah. in the first three sections of, this, of the show. But I, since Charlotte won, I'm going to go with, I'm going to go with Carmella or Natty. Is my Natty's my dark horse. Carmella's my favorite because she still has to work by Naomi, a yeah. gripe with Naomi. And like you said, her nose were curved. <laughs> yeah, perfect. I really hope prep. So, I'm I'm so upset because my pick is Naomi or um Natalia. Mm-hmm. Like I just I just think she'll be like the perfect like cocky heel. Yeah. But if I had to go with somebody else, like he said, you can't bet against Charlotte. Yeah. I said it from the second that this was even rumored that I wanted Carmella to win it. I am not going to go against that. This is more I'm picking with my heart more so than anything else. I think it would be a lot of fun for those two to have it. I, yeah, I'm not picking anyone else. I'm picking Carmella. I'm prepared to be wrong, but I hope that I'm right about that. Uh, Women's championship match. We have Lana against Naomi. I obviously discussed my feelings about this last week. Uh, Naomi gets the win over Tamina. Uh, Lana comes out, takes out Naomi. I will say, at least Lana got booed this week. Although I just wonder if that's New Orleans. Like, down south, I feel like they definitely root for the baby faces more than they do up here. Mm-hmm. So it could have just been a crowd thing, but I was like, at least the crowd was not chanting "We want Lana" during that segment. Um, so prep, you were on the show last week. What are your thoughts on this? How do you feel about Lana getting put in this position? And do you think, do you think like us, like this was booked for her to win the title? Yeah. I, so yes, I do think this was booked for her to win the title. Um, it didn't bother me as much as it bothers a lot of people. Lana has been, you know, working. We got to remember, she was, like, one of the hottest women, like, in the company mm-hmm. without even stepping foot in the ring. Yeah. One of the best promos. She was great. And now, just because she's in the ring, like, people have a gripe with her because she doesn't. they don't think she deserves mm-hmm. it. So I'm going to go with my same theory on gender. It's something new. Um, as much as I think Naomi has done a great job in her run, you know, and she worked really hard to get there, I, I think Lana should get her due. So you, you do think she deserves it? Yeah, sure. Why not? 
Halo? <clears throat> yeah, well, I'm going Lana to win the match, too. I was in- Last week, I was interested in seeing what happens first, the Money in the Bank or women's title match. I was interested to see that because... I was thinking if Lana wins... Do we have the answer to that yet, or will we not really know until Sunday? We won't know. We won't know. Because my thing was, okay, let's say Lana, let's say Charlotte won Money in the Bank, and then after that, the women's title match is next. Charlotte, something that hasn't been done is somebody's never inserted themselves right away into a threat. Rollins did it at WrestleMania, but that was like towards the end. Yeah. That was the end of the match. But I don't think they will... I think they will want their woman, the first Miss Money in the Bank, to actually carry around the briefcase. So I don't think that's going to happen. Mm-hmm. So I, that's why that's why I think okay, Lana's actually going to win this match. Yeah. Do you feel any better about that this week than you did last week? Well, but Lana winning. Oh, I know. I already know she's on one because there's no reason to de- to debut a new superstar, not have not have her have a match at all, and then introduce her at a pay per view for a title match. There's no reason to do that. That's not how you book wrestling. But I mean, you didn't like it last week. I didn't mind it because okay, I'm not, I thought you didn't like it. No, I, I didn't. I didn't go against the world like you. Oh, okay. But um, <laughs> I, 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 said, I know what they're doing. Do I agree? No. But it's, it's a TV show, <laughs> so it's it's like I'll always harken back. So when people say, when people like when people complain about WWE, El New Japan is better, Ring of Honor is better. I always refer back to this. Watch the Monday Night Wars, people. Ted Turner calls Vince. Hey Vince, I'm in the wrestling business. Mm-hmm. I'm, in, I'm in the sports entertainment business. Yeah, <laughs> two different things. Mm-hmm. So this, I see I see it as a TV show. So like stuff like that doesn't really bother bother me as much. But I do see Lana winning. Yeah, I mean I I saw Lana winning from the second she walked out during that segment two weeks ago. Um, I'm sticking with that prediction now. I don't think there was any reason to do it if Lana wasn't going to win. And I will just reiterate, if Lana wins this women's championship and you're in the crowd cheering, I feel like you've lost your right to complain about people like Roman Reigns getting handed something. Uh, It's the same thing, really. It's them picking a person and saying, we can do something with this person, so let's do something with them. I feel like you shouldn't pick and choose when that's okay and when it's not. So if you're cool with Lana winning this women's championship on Sunday, you should probably stop complaining about Roman Reigns getting, quote-unquote, shoved down our throats. Uh, so we all picked – has any of us not picked – oh, yeah, the women's money in the bank. We didn't all pick the same person. Um, you picked Carmella, right? I picked Carmella. Yeah, we all, we all did then. Prep picked uh, Natalia. Natalia. Oh, you did? Okay. Mm-hmm. Tag team division. <laughs> we have the tag titles on the line. The New Day versus the Usos. The New Day got a big entrance with the Soul Rebels local <laughs> New Orleans band. That was pretty dope. It was awesome. I like that. I love it. And as somebody who self-avowed views New Orleans as like a very special place, I thought it was cool that they like gave a nod to the culture down there. I liked that they were already hyping WrestleMania for next year because it's in New Orleans. Um, Usos come out and basically the, they kind of do their same thing like they, you guys are coming out here but it's still all about us we're still the champions do you guys like them doing the alternate alternating promo doesn't bother me the Usos yeah oh yeah when they first did it I was on the show that that show mm-hmm. and and raved about it and had that one complaint about them doing the Usos yeah it, it doesn't bother me yet I still like it. I'm enjoying it. Like I said, it actually gives them something to be. 
which they never really had before. They were just the guys with the face paint that little kids liked because they were colorful. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, I thoroughly am enjoying them being these characters. We get the fashion police out saying that the Usos' <laughs> day one is not H. Their day one is G for gross. <laughs> um, the colognes come out and kind of, uh, for me, derailed the whole thing. Yeah, it's pretty weak. They just don't have the personality, I guess, to do it, or maybe they're not allowed to have the personality to do it. Or they don't know how to give them the personality to do it, but it's just like they came out, and it was like it came to a creeching, screeching halt for me, mm-hmm. uh, which is unfortunate. We then got the New Day and the Fashion Police against the Usos and the Colognes. Shockingly, this match got 15 minutes, yeah. which I did not expect. Yeah, so I had to watch SmackDown really quick because I had stuff to do today. And, like, I'm fast-forwarding, and I'm like, are you kidding me? It's still going? <laughs> like, yeah, they really gave them a lot of time. The match was fun, I thought. Uh, obviously, the New Day and the Fashion Police win. Um, before we get to the prediction on the Tag Team Championship match, though, we did get another edition of the Fashion Files. This one entitled Sweet Victory. Mm-hmm. There wasn't a whole lot to this one. I did enjoy in the intro Fandango saying that uh, this case left a really bad taste in my nose. <laughs> That they're just getting all these references wrong, I think is funny. And did anyone else pop, or is it just me enjoying silliness the way I do, for Fandango sketching the description? Yes! Because <laughs> <laughs> I laughed when I saw it, and I was like, I wonder if anybody else is going to actually like this. Is this them? <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> did you peep the, the picture in the background? I don't think so. so oh, Sammy Zane? Sammy Zane. <laughs> It said generic needs a mask. mask. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! You missed I, that? I, I did miss that. Really? That is great. Yeah. So so confession. Monday night, I watched the NBA Finals game, which caused me to miss Raw, which meant I had to watch Raw and SmackDown back to back on Tuesday night. So by that point, I was like on fumes with WWE programming. So I did not mention it. And this is a week after. I wouldn't shut up about how much I loved the cork board <laughs> behind him the week before. Uh, I hope they keep doing these. I really, and I hope they keep doing them well. I think these guys are super funny. Do, do you see anything coming of them, Prep? Or do you think they just become... <laughs> oh, that's great. I, I mean... My hope is that the New Day don't win. And then, like, they're going to... I think Brizongo is going to get their run sooner than later. So you believe they they will get a title run? I do. I do believe. And I think think they will beat the Usos. Really? Yes. Because they're gross. Yes. (laughs) Diagos. (laughs) Halo... Do you think they get a title run? Who do you also, or do you just want them to? Who, Brazongo? Mm-hmm. They they need it. I want it. They need it. <laughs> they are fantastic. I thought the fashion files felt incomplete. You think you need to, they need to give them what they what you want and give them what you need? Yeah. The gift of Brazongo? <laughs> yes. <laughs> the day one is itch, man. <laughs> is it wrong that I want that shirt, the Uso shirt, just because of Brazongo? 
No. <laughs> no, I want I wanted to at first. So when I saw it came out, I had to tweet from the Matt Manners <laughs> Here at Matt Manners, our day ones are eight. Yeah, awesome. Um, so with that being said, are you looking forward to this tag match with the New Day and the Usos? Yeah, so New Day are great workers. I'm just tired of them. Yeah. Like, I don't know if you guys peep during the match. This is one thing I saw before I started fast-forwarding. <laughs> Xavier Woods tags in Tyler Breeze and he says, Do the thing! Do the thing! <laughs> he does like a hurricanrana and he like slams him onto the guy on the floor. Yeah. And then he says, We used to be a tag team. <laughs> and then gets out the ring. Like, little stuff like that I yeah. love from the New Day and mm-hmm. Xavier Woods, but I don't. I, the Ugo. The Ugos. <laughs> the Usos run. Has to continue, and I think Brizongo should be the ones to break it. I uh, yeah, Woods is my favorite one out of the New Day. I find them the most entertaining. Uh, I think they're all great, and I get they're definitely a case to be made for Big E as well. But Woods to me is just so funny. He's so smart, and the fact that he's always doing something. Like I feel like there's never a time he's out there that he's not doing something, and I think I, I said this to you actually on the phone a few weeks ago how. You're listening to wrestlers on a podcast talk about, like, Jake the Snake. Like, oh, everything he did meant something. Mm -hmm. And it's to the point where everybody says that exact sentence, and it's like, I'm not even sure if you know what that means, what you're saying. (laughs) It's just a thing you think you're supposed to say. And then I said that about Leo Rush on his entrances. Like, every little thing he does means something. Woods is is that way. Like, everything he does is, like, for a reason. Yeah, one of my favorite things he used to do is they do the stomps in the corner, mm-hmm. and he'd just be mouthing off the oh, whole yeah. time throughout <laughs> the stomps. That's that was like one of my new day highlights. Yeah, great, and I always liked the uh, burn. Yeah, like just the over the top trombone was always great for me. That's really good too. Uh, Alo, you looking forward to this or no? I know yeah. you're not the biggest New Day guy at this point. No, it's gonna be fun though. I'm interested to see who's, who's gonna work for New Day because I know Big E didn't work on SmackDown, so I'm interested to see what kind com- which combination we're gonna get. But I really do think it's gonna be really fun. Yeah. And I'm just praying that I think Usos are gonna win. By the way, but I'm just praying Rosano gets their run because they they deserve it. Yeah. They've been great. They are. They well, they've been. One of the most entertaining things consistently on the show for the past month. Yeah, and I hope they don't go anywhere because I, I constantly keep losing my entertainment from Raw and SmackDown because yeah. Jericho's gone, Aries is gone for, for, for the time being. I need my Rosario. Yeah, so you're predicting the Usos. Yeah. Prep, same? Yeah, I predict the Usos. I'm predicting the Usos as well. I just think the New Day doesn't really need it. So... Yeah, I'm going with the Usos, and I would love to see Brazongo be the ones to unseat them. Mm-hmm. I think it would be awesome. Yeah. I felt like they should have unseated them last month, but it'll be a victory. Not ironically, their last Fashion Files is called Sweet Victory. It would be just as sweet of a victory if they win next month as if they did last month. Yeah. Uh, was there anything else on it? Well, Zack Ryder's back. They have unfinished business as a team. I don't know what that business is. Well, remember, they were no more contenders for the tag titles when he got hurt. Oh, yeah, that's right. Well, Zack Ryder, I have unfinished business with you. <laughs> so if you want to come to the 215 <laughs> <laughs> and get this work. <laughs> 
There is some work available for Zack Ryder. There is some work available, so <laughs> go ahead and put in an application. Yeah. Well, I guess I can't say that this week, though. <laughs> I have more of a gripe with Zack Ryder than you have with anything that happened this week. Uh, yeah, I don't think I was challenging anybody <laughs> or offering any work to anybody this week anyway. Uh, so, 1 to 10. How much are you looking forward to Money in the Bank? I'll give it a, a 7. 7? I'll stick to my 8 from last week. Yeah, I'm sticking with an 8 as well. I think it's going to be a really good show. Just that championship picture I just wish was handled a lot better than it has been. Um, any last thoughts from SmackDown? Everybody good to move on to Raw? We have to. Uh, we do because yeah, that opening segment. That's it. <laughs> yes, that's it. But that opening segment. That wasn't it. Now, you may not have liked it as much as I did, but we, we, to quote you, we'll get to that. Uh, opening segment, Lesnar returns with Heyman. Heyman, great promo as always on Joe. Joe comes out. Obviously, the brawl breaks out. Secure, Angle sends security out. They can't do anything. The locker room empties. Maybe my favorite single moment was Joe breaking free and kicking Lesnar and knocking the whole pile over. Kicking the shit out of Lesnar. Yeah. Like, the entire pile fell down. That. It was awesome. Uh... So, Alo, is this, like, the start that you were hoping for this? Yeah, that's how you get interested in a big match. And they sold it for what it was. Like, these two big, these two mammoths going at it, going at each other. Like, when Heyman called him out, Joe just came right, right out, said, didn't say any words, just went out and took Brock Lesnar. Now, this isn't going to be like when he fought The Undertaker or any, other, any of his other bigger matches where they just showed the highlights mm-hmm. for three weeks, three, four weeks leading up because because Joe is actually going to be on Raw and he's actually going to sell this and actually make you invest in it, yeah. invest in it even more. So it's finally, it's finally, it's finally good. We actually get an interest of real legit person, not a fifty-year-old Bill yeah. going, <laughs> going against Samoa Joe. I'm going against a Brock Lesnar, and the kick. I thought that was fantastic. <laughs> I, like I laughed so hard, <laughs> I rewinded like ten times. It was, it was perfect. Just the fact that he knocked out the entire half the roster. Yeah, like they all kick. fell down. It was awesome, and I was like, wow. Like not only. So one at that point, I was already like, oh, cool. Like they made Joe look like he's right there with him. Like it's not like Lesnar was getting the better of him. It's like, oh, this guy is. Just as bad as Brock is. And then that happened. I was like, they made him look even better. And I don't know if that happened. That was meant to happen. I don't know if that happened. Like, as a shoot, he knocked everybody down. But I, I that, to me, was the highlight. Yeah. Now, see, that. I'm not going to get too excited yet because look what Brock Lesnar has given us the last two years, year and a half. Oh, yeah. I'm not yeah. necessarily anticipating the end result of this being great. But I think what we're getting is good. Prep, I know you love this. I want your thoughts on this opening segment. So, just when I thought they couldn't top the Heyman segment, mm-hmm. they did. This was incredible. Like, Joe, huge fan of Samoa Joe. And this is similar to when, I think, Kurt Angle debuted on TNA. That's how they started the feud. Joe headbutted him. Yeah. When I saw the headbutt, popped huge. <laughs> they started fighting. And... I'm a wrestling fan. I know this is a work. But, like, Brock 
I know he doesn't care sometimes, but like he looked pissed. Like yeah. he sold this. So that's stuff like that where he actually sells this and he looks pissed off. That kind of gives me hope that maybe he's actually gonna try. And when I look at Joe, like and from what you hear about his history before, like he looks like he's not gonna take any crap. So yeah. <laughs> if Brock's just gonna want to phone it in. I'm pretty sure Joe's gonna put up a fight about that and try to make this the best they can. Yeah, I hope for the best. And I would love to see Joe be the one to unseat him because I do think it would mean something if it was him. I don't foresee it happening, but I really do think that this is going to be fun leading up to Great Balls of Fire. (laughs) I don't mind the name. (laughs) Really? I'm over it already. Yeah, I'm not. (laughs) I just... that kind of silliness I don't tolerate. <laughs> there was a line, and that crossed it. Uh, any other thoughts on that? You guys just looking forward to it and happy with the way it played out? Yeah. Yeah. Intercontinental Championship. The Miz, still the Intercontinental Champion. We are, what now, eight days into his... Comeback tour? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Interferes in a match between Dean and Elias Sampson, which, what do you think of his uh, Dean Ambrose-centric song this week? I like what Elias is doing. <laughs> and I think he gets the proper amount of attention. He sw- It's not like Enzo, when Enzo comes out, he says the same thing every time. Yeah. Elias is coming out every week, he's singing a different song, and he's getting heat from the crowd. And I think, like, I hate his voice. Like, I hate that when he talks, because he has, mm-hmm. like, a weird, like, lisp thing. Yeah. But when he says, I have a question, who wants to walk with the yeah. guys? <laughs> I swear to God, every time he says it, I have to raise my hand. <laughs> I'm like, I will. So you do want to walk with Elias. I do want to walk with Elias. Everybody complained about when he was going to come up to the main roster. Mm-hmm. What has he done in NXT? El Vagabundo. Not- yeah, El Vagabundo. <laughs> but everybody's like, oh, he's just a jobber. He's nothing special. I really like what he's doing. Everybody needs, you know, the Raw, not everybody can be in the main event. Yeah. So no, I'm totally right. fine with what he does. Yeah, Alo. Oh, he doesn't bother me at all. Because we always say NXT, that's kind of like the workers' company. WWE is the whole sports entertainment company. In a lot of sense, he is perfect for Raw. Yeah. And he's getting the reaction that they want him to get. Yeah. And he gives a better knee than Seth Rollins. <laughs> well, were you at last year's NXT show? He was. Because he's was. That's right. right. Yeah, yeah you, you made us think for two seconds that you knew who we were <laughs> because of the show, not because you knew one of us. Wow. <laughs> uh, yeah, one of my favorite. Who knew when I told that story on the show, you know, back in February of 16, that you'd be sitting on this show with me. Um, but he actually had a good match with Apollo Crews that night. Yeah. And I remember saying to Ayla, like, I think he's actually pretty good. Then we never really saw that on NXT, but he's... He's something on Raw now. Like you said, he's getting a reaction from the crowd. And he's doing something original every week. And it led to Corey Graves saying his greatest hits will cost 99 cents. Or something <laughs> like that. Uh, and I know you were ready to put up the 99 cents for it. Yo, I'll, I'll buy the <laughs> album for everybody of the team. <laughs> uh, we had The Miz after interfering, costing Dean the match, complaining to Kurt about Dean... Kurt had zero patience last night. I guess pressure is mounting, whatever the hell is going on. Um, 
told Miz to take care of it himself. And then he tries to recruit Heath Slater to be part of his entourage. Rhino was not having it. No, and he ate a lot of spray cheese. <laughs> yeah, can after you guys will hear soon. After seeing Rhino in King of the Ring 2001, I miss that so much. He looks so good there. Now yeah. he's just eating cheese and crackers. And he's a politician now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, what what do you think, Alo, of Slater wanting the Intercontinental Championship? Does not want to join up with Miz, but he wants the Intercontinental Championship. Well, I was interested in that at first because I thought maybe that'll be the next thing, but the whole Dean Ambrose thing... It's still not done, so you have to assume you're going to get that the pay-per-view on July 9th instead of Heath Slater moving forward. Or maybe you see a split between Heath Slater and Ryan now because they're basically doing nothing. Yeah. They're not. What, what was this whole thing? What was this tag match? What is? Why is the bear sticking around? Yeah. Because, oh my God, Dean. Yeah. I'm so tired of Dean. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Eck. Yeah. But I'm tired of him. Dean. <laughs> Like I, I just I don't know what what they did with it. It didn't do anything for any story. Yeah, the Miz being paranoid, that's fine. But the one thing I want to pay off is Maurice walking out on him. Yeah, they're teasing it. She does. She like turned her head when he tried to kiss her at one yeah. point, right? Still mad about the grandfather clock. <laughs> Will she leave him? Do you think? I, I say I, I I want this to pay off in some some way, and. How they went paid off? I don't know. Like I don't even know what kind of match they're even going to have at the pay per view. Yeah, prep. You think she leaves them at some point? I hope not. I just bought that battle pack. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my note for the tag team match here, uh, as a nod to you, Alo, was what is this? <laughs> <laughs> I got that in a segment coming up. <laughs> Uh, I have no desire to talk anymore about the Intercontinental Championship. I don't like where it's going. I don't want to see The Miz and Dean Ambrose anymore. Find something else for Dean to do. Find something else for The Miz to do. We've seen that enough. It's basically like they took SmackDown and decided to do it worse on Raw. Yep. Case closed. Yeah. Uh, women's division. <laughs> Alexa Bliss comes out, cuts a promo that this is unfair, that she has to face Nia Jax. Nia basically says, I want my shot. I deserve my shot. You promised it to me. Alexa blames everyone else. <laughs> then Mickey and Dana come out and basically throw Alexa under the bus. That wasn't Tatanka. It was not Tatanka, <laughs> believe it or not. Uh, Emma comes out basically saying, like, she's ready to be the one at the top of the women's division. Oh, God, gorilla. <laughs> God, gorilla. <laughs> Sasha comes out to one of the bigger ovations she's gotten in a while. She actually had to ask the crowd if she could talk at one point. Mm -hmm. I was very impressed with the reaction she got. Maybe she did not get as ruined as I feared she was getting. And what she said, I felt so much like I actually cared about Sasha this segment. Yeah, like, that's what I've written down. Sasha shades Alexa Bliss perfectly. Mm -hmm. Putting her arm around her, and then ultimately... Alexa's face was perfect. (laughs) Tell her how show show you how... I'm going to show you how a boss throws a party, and then drops Alexa, which leads to the inevitable match since they were all in ring gear. Sasha taps out Emma, which I was like, I I guess it makes sense. I wouldn't want to see her lose it, but... Somebody had to lose, but not that way. I was pissed. You got... Oh my gosh. Just I know that she's like the low on the totem mm-hmm. pole because obviously you want to push Naya. But then do a non finish or have the babyface team lose. Here's like, my issue with it. 
I get why they did it because it's like, okay, Alexa's our champion. We're not going to have Nia tap. Yeah, Emma's just coming back. But if you want to bring her back and make it look like she's important, it's not like they don't love to have champions lose in non-title situations. That's all they do. Or a roll-up. Yeah. <laughs> but the, here's, here's why I said it makes some sense. Because if Alexa was the one that got tapped, it wouldn't have led to my favorite moment of this whole thing, which was the stare down between Alexa and Sasha after the match. You mean the whole division? <laughs> well, I, I just mean Sasha looking out at her like I just won this match, and Alexa just kind of like just making that face at her from the top of the ramp. The okay. face she made, I thought, was great, and that wouldn't that moment wouldn't have happened had she been the one to take the loss. They would have been in the ring together. Mm-hmm. But just the way Alexa bailed on the match and is just looking like. Kind of disgusted, kind of mad. I, I thought that was the the perfect way to end it. And Sasha, for once on Raw, looking like she mattered. Um, we talked last week about the state of the women's division on Raw being pretty bad. Do you feel like they took positive steps this week? There were parts that were good, and there were some that was like, what is this? Because Nia Jax is the biggest loser. Out of all this. Because one thing I hate about wrestling is when somebody comes out and says, Oh, you said this about me. Or no, I didn't. You didn't rewatch. You, you're backstage. Aren't you watching the show? Yeah. <laughs> you know everything else that happened, but when it comes to you, you know nothing. That's one thing I hate about wrestling. So me too. You, you, Nia Jax is, is, is supposed to be this dominant big heel in the women's division, and she's turned into this, gull, and she's turned into this gullible. She's turned into what Becky Lynch was a few months exactly. ago. Exactly. <laughs> She's so gullible, believe in Alexa. Dana and Becky, Dana and Mickey, they were just there. I don't know what they're doing in this. They did Emma really no favors. She returns fine, but she got outpopped by Sasha. If Sasha came before Emma, that'd been fine because Emma would have been the last impression you got yeah. from that segment. And then you have Emma tap out, which you, which you said, like, somebody has to lose the match. But you don't want to have Nia Jax tap out, so I guess Emma had to take it. But it's like, you devalue Emma right there, because Emma was the one who was like, okay, Emma's back. We got something here. And she comes out, make, make, makes her claim for the women's title, because she's been adamant on Instagram how she really started the women's revolution on her yeah. page, and she's never got a one-on-one match for the, for the Divas or women's title, which is true. So you immediately devalue what she said to Alexa. But if this gets me to Alexa and Sasha... I'm fine. Now this whole Bailey thing. Uh, what is that? <laughs> awful. Like it's all borderline disgraceful. Like they've taken her and turned her into nothing. Did you see the dirt sheet on this? No. That this is supposed to be supposedly a romantic storyline between her and Corey Graves. Get the hell out of <laughs> here, oh my God. please. That- <laughs> That Where did you read that? <laughs> I'll find it. Keep talking. I'll find it for you. Uh, that, <laughs> my head might explode if they do that. Because, one, why do you need to make Bailey that? And two, Corey Graves is the last person that would get involved in that. It's that was actually thing. the only thing I liked about this, was how disgusted he was at the idea that he had to give her a hug. Mm-hmm. Like, he just did not like it at all. I uh, just saw it as them trying to... I just saw it as them trying to, like, scale her back. And, like, oh, you're just going to be the hugger again for a little bit. Like, Sasha's going to face Alexa. 
and you kind of have to like chill in the background so you can hug the kids and come out and win matches and that's it when she came up to the main roster would you have thought less than a year later this is where she'd be no I thought she was going to be the biggest woman star the company had Okay, this is from Big Dave. Okay, so this could be true or totally false. Meltzer speculates that WWE might be moving in a direction where Bailey was attracted to Corey. Meltzer mentioned that the segment pointed towards a romantic angle between the two. He acknowledged that it was a bad direction and would hinder Bailey's run on the main roster. They better not go that way. They better whoever came up with great balls of fire is not <laughs> in charge of that. Because like the whole. I just rubbed your back. I was like, what is this? <laughs> what? What is that? Like, you made Betty look horrible now. She looks even worse. That's if that's even possible. Yeah, the trajectory on the trajectory on Bailey is going in the completely wrong direction. Like whether whether this whole assumption happens, she still looks horrible. Right. Even with even after the hug. Just the hug. If you look at it that, it's like, okay, what now? Yeah. Yeah, stupid. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, tag team division. Poor Bailey. <laughs> tag team division on Raw. Uh, the Hardys and Sheamus and Cesaro had a best two out of three falls match for the tag team titles. Prep, what did you think of this match? So, I saw the results, but I fell asleep. <laughs> if you guys follow Matt Madness Twitter, it kind of shut down right before <laughs> right Raw was here. over. <laughs> Your boy fell asleep. The wheels came off right <laughs> around here. I'm sorry, Alo. I'm tired of seeing the Hardys versus Sims and Cesaro. You ain't the only one. <laughs> <laughs> You're not. It, this is another one that's been going on for a really long time. The other, the thing I'm most concerned about is Matt Hardy was just Matt Hardy when he had to speak. And did you go ahead finish? Oh, I, to me, that's a bad sign. Did you see or watch them on around the, on that table show or whatever? Oh, yeah, the Rosenberg show. The, don't call it that. Is that what it is though? Yeah, the yeah, bring it to the watched. table. Bring it to the table. That's what it was. But the Hardys had a whole segment with Corey Graves about how they're in legal battles with it. And Matt Hardy actually talked about. It. He was like, "It's hard for me now to just go back to being Matt Hardy." It's hard for me because I've li- like basically lived that whole broken character th- 24-7 throughout my life for the last almost basically a year. So he says, not 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 if, but when it happens, it's going to come to WWE t- te- television and change the landscape. That's what he said. That's, that's what he said. Because they actually talked about it because he even said a brother, comma, Nero. Because <laughs> that's Jeff's real middle name. Yeah. <laughs> but, he had, but he had to throw a comma in there for copyright purposes. Yeah, so two things I have to say about this. First one being, I'm sorry, guys, but Jeff Hardy is one of the worst talkers yes. I've ever heard. Yeah, it's pretty bad. It's terrible. Yeah. He's always been terrible. Yeah. Um, the other thing is, one of my favorite Vince's. So one of my things about wrestling, we talk about this a lot. Wrestling is at its best when it's like real, just like turned up to a thousand. And one of my favorite Vince McMahonisms ever. I don't remember what show this was before. I think it may have been when Kane and The Undertaker were about to have a match for the vacant WWF championship. Do you remember what show that was, Alo, or no? Uh, it had to have been 98. It was 98. Was it Judgment Day? I think it was Judgment Day. It may day. have been Judgment Day. 
and Austin was the special guest referee. And he was basically saying, like, I will not crown a champion. <laughs> and Vince said, basically was saying, like, you will crown a champion or you will get fired. Stone Cold says, you don't have the balls to, to fire me, Vince. And I have been saying this for now almost 20 years. Austin, I don't have the balls. I got balls the size of grapefruits. <laughs> and come Sunday, you'll be picking the seeds out of your teeth. Because if you don't crown a new champion, I will fire your ass. <laughs> I've been saying it at least once a month for almost 20 years. And I believe that that was so effective because that is how Vince sees himself. I feel like, Vince, if you are that, you will just have them be the broken hearties and worry about the rest later. Like, what is TNA going to do to you? Sue you? You can absolutely annihilate them in court. They have no money. Nobody watches their show. Like, they probably would think better of them and be like, you know what, let's just let them have it. Am I being uh, too ridiculous by it? I think they should just do it. Like, how are they going to stop them? Well, a contract's a contract. And the contract, the dude who owns, I don't know, some owner from TNA, Mm -hmm. like Matt called him a liar because he had an interview with John Pollock from Law. Mm -hmm. And he's like, oh, well, we own it. Like, that's not Matt Hardy, that's us. And Matt Hardy was like, no, you know, this is me, this and that. And the dude, like, took a picture of the contract and was like, well, what does this say? So it's kind of like one of those... So there is a legitimate contract. Yeah. The other thing then is why would why won't why does TNA care? It's the only thing they had. That's I all think it's the videos. That was the hottest thing that they the had. Highest, that's the best thing they ever did, especially in the last ten years. Last, well, years. there's last no question. Years. There's no question. It's the best thing they ever did. But what benefit are they going to have from not letting him do it on WWE? If anything, people will see it on WWE now and go back and watch it. Like I just don't get what the point is of not letting them do it. It's stupid. And if I was Vince, I would be like, whatever. Like, take me to court. I don't care. Like, I will fire your ass. Be that Vince McMahon. Just do what you want to do. You know, you bought up all the territories in the 80s. You ran WCW out of business. You bought ECW. Do this now. Like, be who you say you are. I don't know. It just bothers me that they have to just be Matt and Jeff Hardy. When they were doing arguably the best thing in wrestling. I don't know. Yeah, Jeff was actually talk, able to talk. He was. Uh, moving on, I guess, unless you had a thought on the match. It, it, what now? <laughs> I know. Like, Because it didn't even end. It yeah, it's like any, any other time the, the GM would come out and say, no, this match is going to restart. It has to be a winner. We didn't get that. Roy, Roy just ends. Well, Angle's very distracted. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's busy. But, um, but what now? Wait. We, they, they weren't allowed to match WrestleMania. They had a cage match. Then they had two or three falls match, which ended in a draw. So now what? Mm-hmm. My fear, even though I love, I love their first few matches. My fear is we're going to get a best of seven series. Oh man! Well, it wouldn't be the first. <laughs> I know what I want to see. Say yeah, <laughs> please. Versus the Hardys, yeah. Yeah, that'd mm-hmm. be awesome. Cause I, I honestly think the Hardys will get the titles back. That's why they're prolonging this. You think so? I think the Hardys will get the titles back. Well, that makes sense. And as we said on the show a few weeks ago, like that obvious, that's like what this whole revival thing, they didn't know it at the time when they were starting it, but like that's what they were grooming them for was the Hardys. 
Like it's the perfect team for them to go up against and mm-hmm. beat. Now that the new day are gone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I really want to see that. Uh, we had uh, Cass laid out backstage again. They have a match against Gallows and Anderson, who cut another ridiculous promo pre-match. The club win in very quick fashion. Big Show saves Enzo. And then Enzo basically asks the Big Show if he's to blame for it. Big Show not happy about it. When do we get the Big Show against Big Cass? Maybe maybe at the pay-per-view. You think? Maybe, yeah. Because I'm trying to think when we get this payoff, because I think think Cass may dispose of the Big Show, and then whenever... they face the revival because they keep they keep throwing the revival, walking past Enzo and Cass every time one of them gets knocked yeah. out. They did it again on Raw, so I think that when, whenever Cass turns, it's gonna be in a, in a match against the revival. So do you, do we just think Cass is just faking it every week now? Oh, like, yeah. Is that what we're supposed to believe? Yeah. Isn't that pretty stupid? <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like they couldn't think of anything more creative than was having him pretend he got yeah, taken it, out. Yeah, because because every time it's like he, he's he, like he's playing dead basically, and then he's trying to leave Enzo out to dry, but Enzo keeps prevailing. Well, they lost. Well, they they lost to the club this past night on Raw, mm-hmm. but he's basically trying to leave Enzo out to dry for the last two weeks. Yeah, like I would have. I still think this could be good, but I would have liked it more if they built towards this like you see because obviously since they were in NXT every match they won they won because of Big Cass and in spite of Enzo Mm -hmm. so start showing Cass be like frustrated that he's carrying this guy or this guy keeps costing me a match it's like just out of the blue he's just trying to pretend he's hurt so Enzo loses it's like you don't even need to do that for Enzo to lose so I I don't know I'm, I'm anxious for this to get to its conclusion yeah I just like, if they knew they wanted to break them up, I think they should have just broke up in the brand split. Or the the superstar shake-up this yeah. year. Because, like, I don't know what they were going to do then, but, like, what are they going to do with Enzo now? Is he just going to go to the cruiserweight division? Remember, he's a heavyweight. Yeah. <laughs> 206 pounds. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen. Uh, cruiserweights, speaking of which... Neville takes out Rich Homie Swan immediately, cuts a little bit of a promo. Um, how long is Neville going to be the Cruiserweight Champion? Until somebody gets a personality in the Cruiserweight Division. Do you see anybody on the horizon? My boy Tawaza. <laughs> Tawaza. Please. Representing Titus Brent? Bring it Well, that bring was it the home. best thing to happen in the Cruiserweight Division last night, and that wasn't even in the Cruiserweight Division. Yes. Uh, you know, Apollo gets his win. The whole thing with Titus Brand trying to branch out internationally. I was like, my thing was, he works there. Why is he in the crowd? <laughs> I don't know. Why can't he just be at ringside? And Titus picking him up with a barricade was priceless. Awesome. The selfie. <laughs> and him just looking so like lost. Like, what the hell is happening to me right now when they were in the ring? When he's raising his hand, Prep mentioned earlier his shirt got untucked. <laughs> like he was, he just was looking around, like I don't know what's happening. The the selfie with the three of them, I really did enjoy that. I like him being ringside because Titus put it like, I got some connections. You gonna get to see this man firsthand. <laughs> so then he puts him front row. It's like 
Oh, man. Yeah, like, you wouldn't think it, but Fashion Files and Titus Brand have been two of the more entertaining things on the show for the past month. Yeah, Titus O'Neil's hilarious. And I, I mean, I don't know. Neville's, like, unstoppable. But I do think if it's anybody, it's going to be Tozawa. Just because, you know, he's going to join the Titus brand. Not because he wants to, because he's forced to. Yeah. And then that'll help him, you know. I mean, he has personality, but Titus can talk for him if he had to. Mm -hmm. And I think he can win by nefarious means. Yeah. And still be, you know. Yeah, still be who he is. Like, it wasn't Tozawa who... Like cheated, it was yeah, Titus. So right, he's yeah. still a face. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm excited to see where it goes. And yeah, you're right. That like that could lead to the guy with personality that could be the next guy. Because mm-hmm. Neville's been calling him out too. Really? Yeah, on two five he called out to Zala. Um, Cedric Alexander hopefully had his last match with Noam Dar. Dar Fox sixty four. Yeah, <laughs> that was brutal. It was. It, I was like. <laughs> Embarrassed to be watching it with her yelling on FaceTime. I was like, Oh, why are they doing this? She's up on the Titan Tron. I was like, This is horrible. Who <laughs> thought this was a good idea? And it went on for seemingly so long. I, I don't know. That, that was bad. Hopefully, Cedric Alexander has officially moved on from that. Well, on 205 Live, it just kept going. Like, he's having a match. And then, like, in the middle of the match, you see her on the screen. I'm like, come on. Like, he could be somebody, too, who can, yeah. you know, at least we'll know we'll get a good match out of it. Mm-hmm. But, like, why do they insist on sticking him in the storyline? Like, hasn't the guy been through enough? He, he had the parts. best. <laughs> he had the best match of the Cruiserweight Classic. Like. Oh, yeah. At least one of the two best matches in the Cruiserweight Classic. Like. Come on, the guy deserves so much more. I think he's going to get... I mean, they actually had, like, a video package for him, which, obviously, that tells you a lot if they're willing to, like, introduce him to the to the audience. Yeah, I think he's next after Tozawa. Because I don't think Neville drops with Tozawa. Yeah, I don't know. I, I could see it being Cedric. It, it seems like they have high hopes for him. I, I guarantee you, Triple H did not forget the ovation he got when he lost in the Cruiserweight Classic. And he had to come out... And say, like, I, I hear you. Yeah. Um, the last time I remember hearing someone from WWE management saying, we hear you, was... The women's. Yes. Yeah. And it didn't happen right away, but over the course of the next six, eight months, they turned it into what it is. Now, mm-hmm. it's not in the best shape now, but it's way better than it was before. Yeah. I Look, as bad as that belly segment is, you can't, like... I was watching Raw's from 2010, and, like, having to sit through Kelly Kelly matches, like, (laughs) we are so blessed to have the women we do right now. Yeah, because it's not like the women are being treated as lesser than the men. They're just, when it's bad, it's bad the same way the men are bad. They're just not doing a good job of presenting it. But it's not like that they're being treated unfairly or as lesser. Um, So I see big things for Cedric Alexander. I think that they have high hopes for him, and I think that they will pay them off. Uh, we had the Bray and Seth promo. Could uh, Seth's skinny jeans be any skinnier, <laughs> by the way? <laughs> my, my heart Bray? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he was 
he like legit is out there wearing jeggings. Yes. I was like, oh my god, come on, Seth. Like you don't gotta wear baggy jeans, but do better than that. That's who he is, man. He's a little emo kid. I guess it's it's just such a I don't know. It just just looks weird to me. Um, cause they yeah they were very skinny jeans. Um, a lot about truth in this too. Shoot. Like, yeah. Like Bray talking about how the the truth shattered Seth's glass house. Uh, Seth talking about Bray doesn't like the truth because he likes to work in the shadows and the truth shines a light on him. I don't know where this is going. I don't know what they're going to do here. Bray is, has now become a god. I don't remember him being a god before. Yeah, he's always called himself a god. I don't really remember that being his shtick, but... I don't blame, I don't Since blame the, you. the Undertaker. The Undertaker thing, but I don't blame yeah. you because he doesn't back anything up. That's why I'm not buying anything he says. Yeah. Yeah, like the whole thing about, like, you slayed a king, but a god lives forever. And it's like, well, you lose to everybody. Exactly. I'm just happy that it's Seth Rollins and not Finn Balor. True. Do we expect this to get any better, or will it, still, will it just keep being nonsense till they have a match? Nonsense till they have a match. And is he mystical, or is he not? They don't know. Like, can we at least decide that? They don't know. He either is or he isn't. Don't. He kind of is, but he kind of isn't. Like, it's got to be one way or the other. I Like, I definitely feel like for the first time I've completely lost hope that Bray will turn into, like, a big deal. Just now? <laughs> well, yeah, you know I've been holding on to that. Like, <laughs> if, they, if they can do this. I think I've converted almost everybody now. It's yeah, a shame because um, when he won the title... Like, I was legitimately happy for him. I'm mm-hmm. like, look, I know your character's this, but, like, good job. You won the title. Yeah. And then, like, they just take it off of him. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, and then he wins that awful House of Horrors match. It wasn't even for the title at that point. I don't know. Is either one of you looking forward to Seth and Bray? No. No. Yeah, I'm really not either. Which is unfortunate because I really like both of them. Yeah, you know? Bray's a legend now. <laughs> yeah, he is. <laughs> he really is. I we'll gotta, just say that. <laughs> yeah, I got to give it to him. Another tip of the cap for mm-hmm. Bray Wyatt. Um, Gold Dust and R Truth with their dueling promos once again. Gold Dust's promo. Yeah, so great. Good. I asked Alo last week, or I said to Alo last week, I hope. Them having a match doesn't take as long <laughs> as it took for the Golden Truth to finally form. It seems like that's the way it's going. Well, hopefully it happens yeah. at the pay-per-view. Yeah, I guess we'll see. I thought it was going to happen at the last pay-per-view, and it didn't. <laughs> so, yeah, maybe this one. Um, yeah, Goldust promo was great. Um, and then next week we have Roman announcing his SummerSlam plans. Oh, well, we know what's going to happen there. Do we want to throw out some predictions? or? Oh, yeah. yeah. Go ahead. Oh, well, Roman's going to announce that he wants the Universal title, but Strowman's been cleared to wrestle. So Stro- I think Strowman will come out and attack Roman, and then Engel will book a match between Roman and Strowman to see who challenges the champion at SummerSlam. So we'll get the same match from Braun's last match will be his next. Yeah, because okay, you kind of got to get the payoff now because it's 1-1. What do you think? So... WWE might have did a great job and swerved me, mm-hmm. but um, 
Roman's saying he's going to have his announcement, and then John Cena claiming that he's a free agent. <laughs> like, oh, it's my yard. John Cena is the face that runs the place still. I think that that might be his, he's going to want Cena. I've been wanting to see that for a while. I think that would be great if they did it. Oh, oh man, the I, Ron, I love it. I will. I may. I may come. I may show up at that at that show dressed half as Roman Reigns, half as John Cena. Wait, you you could be Roman. I'll dress up as Cena. <laughs> All right, sounds good. There goes our yeah. cosplay. I would love that. I would love Ron in a Roman Reigns vest. With the John Cena shorts, uh-huh. the ha- the hat and the wristbands with the Roman Reigns vest, mm-hmm. and the hand glove. <laughs> oh, yeah, he, he could have the armband and the hand glove on one hand yeah. and the wristband. Now, do I wear a Roman hand. wig under the hat or just the hat? Just the hat. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I uh, maybe I will. Maybe and, that'll and, be my and, Halloween. And, and the tactical boots. No maybe sneakers. that'll be my Halloween costume next year, is to be the two most hated wrestlers on the WWE roster. Um... Yeah, I'm, I'm assuming it's going to be Strowman. But I would love that if it was Cena. And you're right, though, that they did, like, make it a point, like, he's a free agent. Which, like, it surprised me. Like, I wanted to text everybody and be like, wait, what's this? But, like, I know you guys don't watch Raw Live. Yeah. Or SmackDown Live, so. I do. I have to. Because <laughs> I'm not going to get it nowhere else. Yeah, I don't watch either one live. Uh, I never do. I just don't like having to sit. Basically, if I can start Raw at 9 o'clock and finish it at 11.10, I've just bought myself 45 extra minutes of my night. Mm-hmm. And same thing with SmackDown. If I turn it on at 9 or like 8.40 and I'm finishing it at like 10.10, again, I bought myself an extra half hour. So I watched them both on Tuesday night this week, which was a long night. But yeah, I just can't watch Raw live anymore. I almost wonder sometimes if I'm, like, missing out. <laughs> You're not. You're not. Like, would it be more enjoyable if I was watching it live? Oh, no. I only do it because I have to. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, that made me feel a little better about it then. It alleviated that, that guilt on my conscience. Um, that's everything from Raw and SmackDown. Do we have any questions? Yes, we have a question from the Godfather podcast, Joe Lafferty. Does Vince watch other promotions? No. <laughs> Simple answer, he does not. Now, Hunter watches other promotions. And I think other people within the company watch Regal. other promotions. Yes. And they're very quick to, I think Vince may hear, like, hey, we should try this. They're very good at, like, appropriating what other promotions have done. They're very good at taking what some other promotions do and trying to integrate it into their style. But I cannot imagine that Vince watches anything that's not his product. Yeah, I agree. I don't think Vince watches anything. I think Hunter tries to show him, like, look at this guy. This guy's a big mm-hmm. deal. And I'm, but my thoughts are, Hunter's or Vince is probably like, Hunter, go ahead, do do whatever you got to do. Yeah. Just don't spend too much or something yeah. like that. Like, <laughs> yeah, that's what he does. Because Triple H and Regal, they, they've been noted to go out to all these other promotions, go out to the UK, go out to all these other countries to Japan, scout yeah. talent. And that's and that's what they do. I think what the thing is, what Hunter tries to do is like, Vince, this guy can do this. I don't care what he can do, Hunter. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that, that, that's, that's, what I, that's what I think. But like, it, it takes a lot. Like AJ Styles. I wonder what it took for Triple H to sell Vince on AJ Styles. 
I really do. Because I can see Vince now, like, it, Triple H be like, this is, this is AJ Styles, he's from TNA. TNA, I mean. Tits and ass? What's that? We got rid of that tag team. My thought on that is I don't, I don't know that he was ever sold to Vince. My guess is Vince was like, whatever, didn't want to do it. And then everybody was hurt and they needed to get a name. So it was like, okay, let's just get this guy. I guarantee you, Vince had no idea the reaction that AJ was going to get when he came out the Rumble. I guarantee you that Triple H denied him sold on AJ. He probably was like, oh, who's this guy? Could it be? Yeah, I, I really don't believe that he was sold on AJ before he got there. I think it was a, a couple months before he was really sold on AJ. But I could be wrong about that, and I'll never know. I'll never get a chance to ask him. Well, I don't know, because in his first interview with Jericho, AJ said that AJ mentioned something about NXT, and, and they was like, no, you don't need to go that. You don't need to do that. Yeah. You don't need to. There's no need. Because he's 38 years old. Bobby Roode's 39. <laughs> yeah. Anything else? That's it for tonight. Uh, so last thing that I want to say is, as a huge NBA fan, <laughs> as a huge LeBron James mark, as everyone is probably now aware, if you weren't, now you are, um, I'm tired of him being bashed for not being Michael Jordan because, one, I don't think Michael Jordan is decidedly better than LeBron James. Two, you're not a failure if you're not equal to the best who's ever done something. Like, that's not the measuring stick. Because if LeBron sucks because he's not Michael Jordan, what does that make literally everybody else? Uh, guy averaged last year, comes back from a 3-1 deficit, to beat a 73-win team, leads the whole series in points, rebounds, assists, steals, and blocks. First guy to ever do that. This year in a five-game series loss to arguably the most talented team ever. He averages a triple-double, the first guy to ever do that in the finals. He's got three titles. He won a title in a city that hadn't won one in 52 years. He's a great player. It's time for people to accept the fact that he's a legend. Uh, he's also a big wrestling fan. I don't know if everybody remembers him wearing an Undertaker t-shirt during the finals last year. During their championship parade last year, he wore an Ultimate Warrior t-shirt, which one was an awesome shirt, and two, I don't know if he could have trolled the Golden State Warriors any better <laughs> than to wear a shirt calling himself the Ultimate Warrior. Uh, so with that being said, I'm going to start my campaign once again. LeBron James, you got it pretty rough. You got to be tired. You probably don't want a whole lot to do with basketball right now. So if you ever want to get away from it all, you always have a seat on the <laughs> Matt Madness Wrestling Podcast to take a vacation and talk some wrestling. Uh, that's all I have for tonight. Listen to The Perfect Edge with Vanity, myself, and Donovan Lloyd. Listen to Falls Count Anywhere with uh, Derek McCauley. Russell Diagostino and Zach Harmon. Uh, listen to Throwback Madness on Friday, King of the Ring 2001. Uh, anything I'm forgetting? You're on point. Basketball is fake. Wrestling is real. <laughs> <laughs> That's the truth. Yes. That is that is for real, for real. It's the realest. Uh, so for Preptagon Jr., Josh Aguina. For Mr. Wednesday Night Live, Alo Aaron Lloyd. I am Ron Pashery, and we will see you next week.
Got them now, put them down right now. Hit them with the palm handle. Tuning up the band, y'all don't understand. Fist of Superman, it's a summer slam. Here we go again. Fans mocking man, man, I hate my balls. Shut the Vince McMahon, it ain't safe to land. Off the cell, fans love it, ain't hard to tell. Talking madness, awesome well. What I'm cooking, man, y'all off the smell.